0: Welcome to the Daily Illini Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Jones, as always, joined with Gabby Hyduke. Josh is not here yet. He's not back at school. Um, but we have a guest today, Brandon Simberg, a beat writer for the Daily Illini with Illinois Basketball, also does his own podcast, Inside the Arc, right, with Alec Bussey, formerly of the Daily Illini Podcast. Check that out. I, I've listened to it. It's really good. Um, love y'all. But yeah. I guess we're here to talk about Illinois basketball and mm. and everything that's happened so far. I don't think we've talked about them since right after the Baylor game. I think yeah, it's, it's, the last it's been time, a while. You know, it's I been a it's hot a, minute. Yeah, it's the last time us three got together to, to talk about it. Um, now it's a little different. I don't know. I think expectations have shifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, not only of Illinois, but of Big Ten basketball as a whole. Um, maybe what we thought about them in the beginning of the season isn't really, you know, coming true like we thought. Um, but, yeah, Illinois now sits 9-5, and kind of in a weird tiebreaker situation with Purdue, Ohio State, and themselves um, in the Big Ten for, for fourth place, right? Um,
1: well, the way it's situated right now based on tiebreakers yeah. is Ohio State in fourth, mm-hmm. Illinois in fifth, Purdue in sixth.
0: Right, because Illinois, um, in Champaign yesterday, uh, lost to Ohio State the score was 87-81. Yep. Um, big game from EJ Liddell. He had himself uh, twenty-six, 26 points,
1: career high.
0: Yeah, career high. Um, look, let me pull up the box score right here. Um, Illinois leading score was as usual Aldusuma with twenty-two. Um, shot six for sixteen, kind of struggled in that in that department, but uh, he was nine for ten for free throw, so that's a good thing. Um,
1: <laughs> Only one who could make free throw.
0: <laughs> pretty much, but yeah, I mean, as Illinois sits right now. They've had their struggles throughout the Big Ten, losing early to Rutgers, dropping that game against Maryland, um, and obviously this is their third Big Ten loss, um, and they also suffered against Baylor, one of the best teams in the nation, and then Mizzou um, lost that game. So yeah, it's it's been it's been a rocky little patch for for Illinois basketball. Um, let's get into it, Brandon. Looking at that game, let's start these last few games. So there two games. They are a two-game losing streak: um, mm-hmm. Ohio State and Maryland. What have you seen? at this point of the season about Illinois basketball?
2: So I think it's a trend that doesn't really apply to just these past two games. It it kind of applies to a lot of games this year in that Mm -hmm. they're struggling to put together 40 consistent good minutes. And I know it's hard to beat a team from from wire to wire in college basketball, but, Mm -hmm. you know, against Ohio State, they dig themselves a huge hole. They play much better in the second half, but, like, this was a real team. I mean, yeah. no, no disrespect to Northwestern or Penn State, <laughs> but Ohio State like is a real team. That's a tournament team, yeah. and you can't do that against legitimate teams. And mm-hmm. it came back to bite them, where they just kind of ran out of time, ran, ran out of time uh, with their comeback. And mm-hmm. you know, the, the same to Maryland too. Like they're actually winning that game, but Maryland then played harder in the second 20 minutes. So Illinois struggled to put together 40 cons- consecutive minutes of like, good basketball and mm-hmm. elite basketball. You, you look at the Indiana game. Indiana was winning that game with nine minutes left. And you look at the Purdue game. Purdue scored 19 straight points in a run from the first half to the second half. And even Penn State a couple weeks ago, they were down 19-4. So I think this team really needs to figure out how to put together 40 consecutive good minutes. And they have a good opportunity on Tuesday at home against Penn State, a team that's kind of reeling. So that's a really good chance for them to get back on track and show that, hey, we can play a complete game with no lapses.
1: Yeah, I think the thing with the upcoming game against Penn State is you have to be able to dominate a game against a, a not-tournament team, right. right? You know, like, if you're, if you're barely squeaking by some of these teams at the bottom of the Big Ten, like, and you win, that still doesn't say much about the win. Obviously, a win's a win, and Brad Underwood's going to take that, but when you're really reflecting on your team, it doesn't say too much. So I think you need to see Illinois just have mm. a dominant performance, like, hot from the jump, get out there, score, play good defense, and sustain that through when you have to put your bench in. You know, like, right. we just need to see a complete game. I need to see Io have a complete game. I know he's kind of known for his, like, late-game heroics, but you can't be – National Player of the Year or an All-American without putting on a performance the entire game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sometimes you don't need to. Some games you just don't need to, and he knows that. But I think the last couple of games, it's taken him a bit too long to get going, whereas he gets going at the you know ladder of the second half. Well, it's too late by then. Yeah. And when you're down 15-16 to a good team like Ohio State, it's going to be hard for just, I would assume, it to pull you back. Obviously, we've seen he can make you know a last second shot ice the game but he can't score 16 unanswered you know by himself especially when Illinois was already struggling on the defensive end to get stops at the end of the second half so I think I need to see a complete game from Io himself as well obviously you need to see it from the team but I have been kind of waiting on that from Io the last couple games and thought the Ohio State game would be the one just because the Maryland game was rocky too yeah but we didn't see that. So I'm looking for him to step up. Obviously, he's a great leader. We know how amazing he is, how mature yeah. he is. And we were just talking about this earlier, but in the press conference yesterday, Brad Underwood obviously had some harsh criticisms and said that the team would be having a meeting this morning to air it out before practice and everything. So I'm assuming they took time, players and coaches, to kind of just talk about what's going on. And I'm sure Io was a big part of that. So... I would expect to see, like, a pretty big game from him against Penn State. At least I'm hoping. So, otherwise, I am might start to get a little concerned about, like, him and how he can lead this team going forward.
0: Yeah, I think it's weird because, obviously, Brandon talked about putting together 40 minutes. If you take away the NCAT game, the Chicago State game, Illinois has only really played two games where they played good the entire game, and that's against Duke and that's against Minnesota. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, <laughs> there's been times where each game was in doubt. And when you're playing teams like Penn State and even Indiana um, and, and Northwestern, those should be games where when the 16-minute mark hits in the first half, you're like, okay, like this is just going to be a long game of if Illinois scoring more points than mm-hmm. that team. And that's what it should be if, if Illinois is that elite team that they think they are, that they say they are. Um, and then what what Gabby was talking about with Iowa, I think it's really interesting because he, tr- I feel like he tries to conserve his energy mm-hmm. um, for the late game because – at the end of the day, when you look around this team, there's not a lot of good scores, So he's going to have to be the one at the end of the game. And I think he is very passive in the first half um, because, you know, he's trying to get other people involved. He doesn't want to be the one that scores because, I mean, we saw against, who was it Mizzou where he scored 36 points yeah. and he sco- like, literally it was him every, every, yeah. you know, in the second half, it was him every possession was going for a layup. But at the end of the day, that didn't win in the game. Like exactly. it, they didn't even really, it didn't look like it was even helping at all. So it was like, it's
2: tough. Um,
1: I feel think he needs to at least get going a little. Right? No, I agree. You know, like string together mm-hmm. a little bit of a run.
2: I'll, I'll defend Io a bit, you yeah. know, because I remember after the Indiana game, we asked him like, "What is it about second halves that make you kind of flip the switch?" And he admitted like he tries to get other guys yeah. involved yeah. in the first half. So I want to see more production out of the role players. I think right. Io and Kofi have done their job for the most part. Um, Kofi's was limit has been limited to just nine field goal attempts. In his past two halves of basketball, and I think that falls on the coaching staff and his teammates to get him more looks, but mm-hmm. him to be more aggressive. Yeah. but he's nine for nine in that stretch. Like mm-hmm. when he gets the ball, he's been scoring. But I want to see, you know, Adam Miller, who got off to a hot start in the MTE. He's fallen off a little bit. He's averaging eight point three points per game in conference play and shooting thirty six percent from three, which is fine. But you know, I think. For Illinois to be an elite team, we expect a little more of him. Mm-hmm. And same goes for Trent Frazier, who's also yeah. he's averaging 8.4. He's shooting 31% from three, like... Where's the game where it's those guys each yeah, hitting multiple threes exactly. in the same game and, and you're getting the team going and like I think Demonte Williams has been good but he's not really supposed to be your scorer yeah. so no. I want to see Miller and Frazier kind of have that game where they each hit multiple threes and that can alleviate some of the pressure off of Io.
0: And I feel like we've been waiting on the Trent Frazier game for like a year and a half now. Yeah. Like ever since. <laughs> and I understand like you know he came in as a freshman he was the guy that was supposed to go get two points. Because there was no Io, one else. Right. And then Io comes in and then Kofi comes in and a lot of that scoring. Um, off or that scoring burden was taken off of him. And credit to him. He's a, he's a really good, you know, facilitator right mm-hmm. now. He's a really good defender, one of the best on-ball defenders right now in the Big Ten um, at the guard position. And he, he's done a lot to improve his game. But sometimes you just wish. It's like, man, just go back to your freshman year. And, I know. like, you know, hit a lot of threes. And same with Adam Miller. He's the guy that, you know, kind of was, was advertised as your, your third scoring option. And it kind of – I feel like between them, like, they need to decide, okay, like, who is going to be – you know that person in crunch time because we've seen it so many times you know these teams go on double-digit runs against Illinois and there's just it seems like nobody really knows who's going to score nobody really wants to be that person to score um except for Ayo Desumu sometimes and at the end of the day like somebody just needs to go get a bucket
1: that's the thing and I before I kind of go off of that just with the IO thing I just want him to like be more consistent in the first half I mm-hmm. guess like I do Understand, he wants to be a facilitator, but there needs to be times where he just steps up and you know drives to the basket. At least try and draw a foul because he is a pretty good free throw shooter. Mm-hmm. But you said a really important thing, Brendan, that it lo- at sometimes at some points it looks like no one wants to shoot the ball. Trent and I don't know. I don't want to like base everything off this past game of Ohio State because he was coming off of a shoulder injury yeah. from Maryland, but there were several times against Ohio State that Trent hesitated to shoot the three. Tried to like drive instead and then Mm -hmm. like got stuck and made a weak pass or just like he. I feel like even last year, even though he wasn't scoring as much as the previous years, he was still very confident in his shot. And even when it wasn't going in, he was still shooting it. Looks like that's changed a bit this year. And I don't know if that's a confidence thing, Mm -hmm. a coaching thing, a scheme thing. Like, I don't know. But he needs to get his confidence back because he has a good shot. He can make it. You've seen Adam Miller, like, Adam has a really good shot. It hasn't been falling the past, like, I would say Ohio State, Maryland, he bol- he shot pretty well. Yeah, Obviously, Ohio that. State, Um, he probably played one of his best games, if not his best game, um, as an Illini. But I need to see that confidence from Trent because it's like, if no one wants to shoot the ball, they're just con- – and I think this is what we saw is, like, constantly just passing around the perimeter, yeah. trying to get it to Kofi, not working, so let's just keep passing around and, like, Someone needs to make a move. No one's making a move. Nobody's acting like they want to shoot the ball. It's just like so much just like timidness and no one like having the confidence besides Io. But again, Io can't shoot every basket. Io, you know, they're going to defend Io a little harder. So I think it is kind of on this team. And I hope they talked about this. Obviously, we don't know what they talked about this morning. I'm sure they talked about everything that we could think of. But I hope they talked about like how they want to establish themselves going forward offensively. I think they play well defensively. I think EJ Liddell was just a big problem um, that they weren't expecting to be around the perimeter. But I think their defense is still really solid. It's just offensive, offensively similar football. Like they don't have an identity right mm. now. Like their identity can't just be relying on IO in the second half. Like, and that's what it feels like. It is. Right. Where it's like you need to establish, okay, who is my shooter? Who, uh, you know, who's going to drive to the hoop and try and open up lanes, try and have a defender break down so you have someone wide open on the perimeter to mm-hmm. shoot the three? It's like that's not happening. We're just passing around and around, and no one's trying to cut. No one's trying, trying to get inside and, like, make a play for themselves, I feel like. And I think that's the biggest problem I've seen in the last two losses is no one really wanting – no one taking the initiative to – really controlled offense
0: yeah 100 and I think what that comes down to with their you know lack of offensive production at times is just like teams have realized like if you just sit back in the zone and make sure that Kofi doesn't get the ball like this team struggles to score because mm-hmm. there's really only one guy that's going to be able to put it on the floor and drive and, and try to kick it out to shooters and that's Um we've seen Kofi he, he got a little he's getting better at it but you know when he draws double teams um, it's important for him to pass out. Sometimes he misses. He's, he misses yeah. passes, and that's like a that's that's a whole another you know level to the game as a dominant big man is like mm-hmm. being able to find uh, the open shooter off double teams because I mean the starting lineup you have four really solid three point shooters um, and you have Kobe Coburn so it's that's something you'd like to see more but at the end of the day like somebody like Adam Miller like I think he has the ability to put the ball on the floor and drive and. Draw a foul. Try to get an easy lift, Try to dump it off to Kofi. He does, like, twice
1: and, a game, and it usually works. And man, then he – it's, like, not consistent. And I think
0: – I mean, obviously, he was so good in high school, and I think a lot of it is obviously building that confidence. He's yeah, only a and freshman. That's a, that's a lot of, you know, weight to put on a freshman. But at the end of the day, like, you're you're playing for a team that wants to be a national title contender. Like, you're going to have to step up, and I think that he's a guy that you would like to step up.
2: Mm-hmm. So, one freshman and one guy we haven't talked about – is Andre Curbelo and I've become Love him. I've become a bit concerned with him these really? past yeah. two games. I feel like Maryland unlocked the strategy which I wrote about this previous week, but they decided to go under Curbelo on the ball screens and dare him to be a shooter. And yeah, he he can't really shoot right now. He yeah. and he looks hesitant. And he looks timid. And so against Maryland. Yeah, he plays 26 minutes, but only has 8 points and 3 assists. Because then on his drives, defenses were like, well, we know he wants to pass, so like right. they're trying to make him a, a score. And he hasn't scored 15 points since Penn State, which mm-hmm. was over a month ago now. And then against Ohio State, they kind of did the same thing. And Corbello barely plays, only 12 minutes, 2 points, 1 for 3 from the field, and 2 assists, which is his lowest total since the Duke game. So I think Corbello could be that... Curbello could be that other guy that kind of gets others involved, like we've mm-hmm. seen before. Yeah. And when he's going, I think it helps, it makes the offense go. But uh, with his inability to shoot right now, I'm a little worried teams have kind of figured him out. And that I think inhibits Illinois' offense, especially when IO has to sit. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I think the thing with Curbello over the last couple of games is what you said there's a lack of confidence. I think he was kind of like shocked a little, maybe, during that Maryland game, like, mm-hmm. oh, they're kind of figuring me out. They're, you know. doing different things that teams haven't done to me yet so obviously you're gonna have a bad game then because you're trying to make in-game adjustments it's not working and then you think you're adjusted and then ohio state comes out does the same thing does it well and you still can't shoot i mean we knew andre cabrello wasn't like a shooter by any means but like you still have to be able to pull up if you know they're if they're daring you to shoot you need to be able to shoot it and I think it just comes down to a confidence thing um, and being confident in his shots because we've seen him make some pretty good shots, like off the dribble. He has a um, nice
0: like turnaround fadeaway. Yes, yeah. like he
1: can he can do it. So I think it's just a matter of adjusting to these defenses because then you're, they're gonna have to make another adjustment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think you have seen a big difference in these past two games of just offensive flow because Corbello hasn't been doing well. I mean, we've seen him like through the first couple of Big 10 games how just dominant he was when he's driving through the lane and he's passing and he's creating all these holes and that's what you need especially when defenses are running the zone against you. You need someone to be able to, you know, work their way inside a little bit so they have to close and someone's open and I I don't know. I hope Corbello finds his footing again. We have to remember and everybody has to remember obviously, you know, we know Miller and Cribello are both freshmen. Mm -hmm. And as great as they were in high school and as great prospects as they are, college is a whole different thing. The Big Ten is a whole different battle. So I think it's just important to remember that. But also, you're just asking a lot of these guys to basically step up and try and be veteran players when Mm -hmm. they're in their first year. But I think as the season starts to get to an end, I think you'll see them both kind of rise up again. I think they're or Miller's not really right now. He was hitting it earlier, but I think Herbel is hitting his like freshman plateau right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I think he'll adjust. I We've heard the coaches rave about him and his, you know, practice ability and just how hard he works. So I won't be shocked to see him come back in a couple of games and just really kill it, I guess.
0: Well, yeah, because the next few games are going to be very important. Obviously huge. the next game they see Penn State, that's a team that, they were obviously able to come back from when 4-19 to 19, um, early in the first half. That's a game that they need to take. This Michigan State game, obviously, they I think they're on pause right now for a COVID um, protocol. If that happens, that's another game that they're going to need. And then it's the game pretty much everybody's been waiting for. Um, it's the Iowa game at the end of the month on January 29th. Um, Iowa looks great. I mean, they haven't mm-hmm. really slowed down. They haven't hit any lulls like Illinois has. Um, obviously we know how great of a shooting team are or they are, you know, how great Luca Garza is. He's, you know, national player of the year, front runner for a reason. Um, those, those games. And then you see Indiana again, you see Wisconsin, you see Michigan, who obviously just lost to Minnesota yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, but other than that are undefeated it's it's a hard stretch coming up and you can't you can't get off the slow starts like you did you know against Northwestern like you get, did against Penn State you can't do that again because you know it's going to be you you're not going to be able to you know outscore Iowa if you're down nope. 12 points in the first half it's going to be bad
1: i am a little worried for the Iowa game i'm not going to lie like if they Should don't be, clean yeah. this up in the next two games i Think it could be a really ugly game for them.
2: I'm worried for a lot of these games coming up. Yeah. I mean, this team doesn't look good right now, and no. this this was the stretch of their Big Ten schedule where yeah. I think they were favored in every one of these games. Like leading in, I think yeah, I think they've been a favorite in every one of these Big Ten games. And to walk away with three losses isn't mm-hmm. great because this is when they were supposed to distance themselves mm-hmm. because that back that back end of the schedule yeah. is tough. I mean, they play Wisconsin twice, and they have been great, but that's still a good team. They only get to play Michigan once, which if they wanna catch the Wolverines to win the Big Ten, right, have you to have to win, win, win in Ann Arbor because Michigan you only play each other once. So if Michigan gets that game up on them, like I think it's almost gonna be insurmountable in terms of coming back in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. So I and, and they go to Ohio State too to end yeah. the season, the team that just beat them. So I'm pretty concerned because they they don't look great right now. The resume doesn't look great. Like I feel like, you know, we thought the Duke win was such a, a good win and yeah. Duke is kinda of reeling right now. All these kind of 50-50 games are close games. They've kind of struggled. They've kind of struggled in, and, and the Minnesota win looks better in hindsight. But mm-hmm. Minnesota kind of gets blown out on the road, and then blows teams out at home. it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's Minnesota's
1: a, weird. It's a,
2: they're like the the 96 Bulls at home, <laughs> but then they're like that terrible Charlotte Bobcats team uh, on well, the they road. Were like
0: seven and. In- Fifty something because the lockout year. Yeah, that, that
2: that is Minnesota on the road. They're terrible. Yeah, no, they're like, scary. They've gotten twenty ball twice, three times on the road. But so I'm pretty concerned with this yeah. upcoming schedule and where this team stands right now. And you know, people when I talk to concerned Illinois fans, they always say. Brad turns his guys around. They play better at the end of the year. Maybe this loss was the way. these, these can, I mean, I think a loss at home to Maryland should be a wake-up call. Like, you shouldn't.
1: Yeah. I, think, no, I don't
2: wait,
0: think, I think you think need the, to. I think the Penn State-Northwestern <laughs> game should have been a, a wake-up yeah. call. There's no way you should have played that way. Again. You. again. There's no way you should be down 15 in Northwestern. I think the Penn thing the about
1: the round. Northwestern game is because they had such a good second half, you kind of put that other thing behind you. But I think you can't be happy with either of the penn state or the northwest i think you
0: have to be happy about and it looked
1: like it or the way they had been acting the way they played right. after that they were content with that i think and you have to
0: be happy with the way that they responded with adversity yeah we've seen them play through adversity but, but how you, many but times are at the end of the day that. you're putting yeah. yourself into adversity? Yeah, it's not like they they so. were
1: play you know no, exactly. northwestern just comes out it's great no like they you played great. bad you like really bad i don't know i think this might be a little hasty, a little quick, but I really think the Ohio State game put them out of the Big Ten title, like at least regular I, season. Well, they're one and a
0: half games behind, so
1: I just they can th- based I, on their schedule. Right, coming up. I agree
0: based on their schedule, and I mean realistically, like shoot, they probably have to close to win out to be in contention. Yeah, but here's my thing about that: one, like we've seen how iffy the Big Ten is, yeah. you know, I, like, I had a friend ask me about betting on Big Ten games, and I was like, don't. bro, I'm, don't even ask me, like, I cover I, as this. As someone who
2: does that, yeah, don't. <laughs> don't yeah. ask me, bro, like,
0: I have no, I have, I don't, I don't know, but, um, and also, like, while we've seen this team struggle a lot, like, the second half against that Northwestern team, the second half against Penn State, they looked really, really, really yeah. good, and if they play like that, there's not a lot of teams that can beat them, but it's just, are they going to get to that point after losing two in a row?
1: that's the thing is like at what point do you look yourself in the in the mirror and be like look at all these times we've played so well together where everybody's getting involved you offensive rhythm you're getting all these stops there's so much momentum and then you see that this first half against Ohio State and you know that middle area in the second half where Mm -hmm. they kind of took a run again like there's there's just two extreme ends that are both constantly like battling each other it's like I, I just don't I, I don't understand how it goes from one end to the other so quickly and it's just because there's I don't, there's not consistent and there's nobody besides IO and sometimes Kofi that is just really consistent. And when obviously IO and Kofi are great, but they're not a Luca Garza who can mm-hmm. I don't know like I feel like a guy like Luka Garza he can just take over a game and be a huge threat offensively yeah. and defensively. Kofi can do that sometimes, but he's still a big, big step behind Garza in that. And it's just his perimeter defense isn't great. I thought it was improving a little, but again, Liddell just kind of like torched him and everything. But and
2: and when Maryland kind of spread him out too. yeah, Yeah, that's the
1: thing. It's just like Kofi doesn't adapt well in game. I think like I think when they come in with a good game plan and they understand what's going to happen, he plays well. But Mm -hmm. when you have a guy who comes out and shoots threes in your face that usually doesn't, it was hard for him to adapt in-game. And I think the biggest thing – not the biggest thing, but one thing is Georgie's fall, like kind of fall off the last few games. Like I feel like earlier in the Big Ten a little, Mm -hmm. he was able to come in and like relieve Kofi and really play well, whereas like past couple games – He's played okay, but he he got like he didn't even get a rebound yesterday, did he?
2: No, zero rebounds. Zero rebounds, yeah. like
1: in 15, in fifteen minutes. That's yeah. unacceptable. But th-
2: that man got his six shots up. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Stop
2: <playing> <laughs> <well>. <laughs> He got his, He said, "I'm gonna come and get my shots up." Eh? He said, Let me get
1: in there I think, put I think some for, shots up. <laughs> miss <For> some. <sure.
2: laughs> for for Georgie, I think it's.
0: I think it's still like a little bit of what we saw last year just yeah. him like not knowing his role because that's at the end final, of the day but like
1: you're a big dude you gotta rebound I understand. Like, I
0: understand there's no excuse for a 6'9 guy to go into a Big Ten game for 15 minutes like, and not get a rebound he's
1: like what's the like there's no box out or the box mm-hmm. out is super weak like mm. there's just no aggression coming from Georgia that's what's
0: kind of scary though is because you I mean, even his freshman year, you thought he was going to be the guy to like mm-hmm. always provide energy. And I think that's the thing. As Georgie looks at his role being diminished from what it was his freshman year, I think that's like probably the biggest thing he could always contribute is being a guy with motor on the court. I mean, we've seen it. We saw it in flashes last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen it in flashes even earlier in the season. Yeah. when. You, sometimes his shot is streaky, sometimes his hook doesn't go in. Yeah. But at the end of the day like you want Georgie to be the guy that's going to come in and give you energy because there's times where Illinois lacks that and they go on what oh they they go on scoring droughts and stuff like that. So it that's is the kind thing, of thing is like
1: I, I don't need him to come in and play yeah. ten twelve, 10 12, but I do need him to come in and be aggressive on the board, box mm-hmm. some people out get some offensive rebounds, like, just really make it difficult in the paint. Like, Illinois has the potential to really just, like, dominate the paint. And they haven't been doing that lately, and I think that's the biggest concern. Is And just, you know, Kofi not being able to, Brendan, like you mentioned, just, like, pass out. I think I've been saying – He's getting better, though. I know, but I've been talking about that since the beginning of the season, that he needed to be able to do that. I think yesterday against Ohio State, he literally just passed one, like, right to a yeah. Buckeyes player. I was like, yeah, it's, mm.
2: "It's He's not, like, he's not, like, who's, uh like, he's not Kareem, who was a really good passer. Right, right, right. I'm not, obviously, I'm not comparing Kofi and Kareem. But, no. like, Kareem would get doubled and, like, find the perfect skip man who's open. Right. Like, even if Georgie gets doubled and just re-enters it back out, you still have a five-on-four where the team can move the yeah. ball well enough. So, even when he's getting doubled, I still want to see them go to him and I still think yeah. good things are going to happen and no, 100%. if he has a turnover here or there like I think you kind of have to live with it because I think it's better than dribble handoff for 20 minutes for 20 <laughs> seconds and then a contested Adam Adam Miller 3
1: <laughs> literally I think that was like half the plays yesterday um,
0: that's funny uh, br- uh, sorry Brad I was about to call you Brad Underwood anyway uh, <laughs> yeah we have Brad, Brad here today <laughs> Brad uh, he's not talking because he's mad Georgie, <laughs> rebound the ball <block. laughs> um, Brandon <laughs> Obviously, you have a lot more organized basketball experience than me and Gabby. Um, what
1: but do you mean? <laughs> I played basketball my whole life.
0: No, you did. You, yes, I wait, did. Wait, in high school?
1: Yeah. All, all four years? No, not all four years.
0: Did you play all four years? Yeah. I, I enjoyed, was, Anyway, I, had I do had my ankle research. Surgery.
1: I didn't.
0: And obviously, <laughs> you're not a big man, Brandon. But with Kofi, does that progression, like, is that like a film thing that he needs to figure out? Like, just sit down and film and figure out how to pass out of mm-hmm. double teams.
2: I think okay. yes and no. Like, you can definitely read how certain defenses, like, cover you. And it's like, let's say Illinois has four on the perimeter mm-hmm. and they enter him. Like, if he can understand that maybe a lot of times it's the guy in the weak side, then that skip pass will be there. Uh, that's I think that's, like, definitely something on film, like, he can learn and something they can drill in practice. But a lot of that is just natural instinct that comes from playing basketball for a while, which he, he hasn't, hasn't. So mm-hmm. he doesn't, like, really have it. Like, there's a ton of guys, like... I'll say Xavier Tillman at Michigan State last year. That guy would like pick and roll, catch it on the roll and just be able to process the court really fast and make like the pass to the yep. right guy. Yeah. And like Kofi's just never going to be that. So, I think from film he can be he can be like, "Hey, you know, when they double you, the corner's going to be open. Make that your first look." Mm-hmm. But it's not like he's never going to be a five assist a game guy because he no, just doesn't I don't have that passing feel. But I think it's like he can improve on.
0: Yeah, I it, I understand it's hard for him because I mean, when he started playing basketball, he was probably already 6'10", something like yeah. that. And, you know, you play high school basketball at 6'10", foot, you're going to be able to do what even, you want to do. Even when
2: you're double-teamed. Right, you can you're going to be able to do yeah.
0: what you want to do. Obviously, that's not the same in this level or the next level if he continues to pursue those dreams. Um, but something that is really going to make him, you know, bring it to the next level is, something, is being able to pass out of a double-team. That's going to be so important, especially when you have a solid shooting team, you know, like – like uh, Illinois is, and you see teams like Iowa who pass just so well, and everybody can shoot threes in their whole roster, (laughs) but um, they pass so well, and that's such an important thing, and they rarely go on goals because everybody is able to score, and everybody understands, and they've been playing with each other so long that they have built that chemistry, Um, so that's something that you wish you saw, um, because there are new additions to this roster. You have Adam Miller. You have Andre Cabello. But for the most part, a lot of this, you know, they were together last year. So you mm-hmm. wish that they would have more chemistry and, and understand each other's games and be able to, you know, fix those lows on offense. Um, but the good thing is, I I'm terrified of what Brad said today. I don't I don't know if we'll ever know what he exactly said. But I, I
1: think literally if, if would give could, my life savings. Yeah, not a lot. Enough. <laughs>
2: So you're saying you don't have a lot of life savings?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would give my parents life savings. That's Sorry, mom and dad. Sorry, mom and dad.
2: Just listen to a guy who you've <laughs> heard of all the time.
0: That's crazy. I bet
2: he says the same thing he
0: says on the bench. No, these guys
1: I just know it was... I don't know. I would give. I would have given my whole family's life savings to be Jesus. there this morning at oven Okay. Um, yeah, I would have... I just want to know. Like, I want to... Not even, like, what... I guess the attitude of like mm-hmm. what, how everything was said, like how they addressed each other, like was there like a positive at like you know moving in a positive direction, right. or are we just like all like beefing it out and like everyone's just mm, negative? Like probably
0: levels to it. Probably beef at yeah. first, and then you run a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think. <laughs>
0: You know, you know, run it
2: today. Um, <laughs> Beef suicide. No, I think I think this is the turning point in the season because they it have be. they have five yeah. losses right now. There's not a ranked team with five losses. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and rank 24 other teams, but I'm not sure at nine and five and your best win is an okay Duke team. They, they deserve to be ranked right now and they're fifth in the Big Ten, and we had uh-huh. h- hopes for like a Final Four, you know, deep run, but. If you finish fourth or fifth in the Big Ten, which they might given their schedule, it's like, how are you, you going to get a top three seed? You know, Then you're kind of yeah, following the, the four or five line, and then it's yeah. like, oh. That's a boss. Then it's like, oh, you got Gonzaga in the Sweet 16, or you got Bill <laughs> in the Sweet 16. Yeah, like, top all top right, top. C- congrats on the season. And, yeah. yeah. And, and <laughs> well, like, I know. You better somebody we'll takes it out early because it's not you. So, like, I think this is a c- crucial turning point because yeah. if they continue to slip or play like this, mm-hmm. uh, we win a game here but lose a game here, they're not going to be a good seed in the tournament. Right. And then – I think it's gonna be then the odds to make a deep run are stacked against you because you're naturally yeah. playing higher seeded Especially teams. Especially
1: if you get that five seed.
2: Yeah, game. a five twelve game and for Illinois that comes out slow. That just smells, that's, yeah. like, smells like fishy. That like smells,
1: smells fishy. That's yeah. I don't like it. That's yeah. What
0: yeah. That was weird because I don't know. Last year, like. Obviously, the NCAA tournament didn't happen, but Illinois struck you as a team that was going to go upset somebody. Yeah. And now, now it's flipped. It's flipped. I don't, Dude, like, that I don't a lot. like
1: it. I don't like the narrative. <laughs> yeah. I'm not for it. I have a question before we kind of wrap things up, kind of just Big Ten based. Right now, who do you see winning the Big Ten? And who was everybody's number one going into the season? <laughs>
0: Um, I guess I'll start. I still think I was going to win okay. the Big Ten. Uh, I'm looking at their stats right now. 91 point or 92 points a game, that's fourth in the nation. Uh, 21.3 assists a game, that's first. Um, I think that they gel so well. And I think that they're a team that's just built to, one, put huge numbers up. And also if they go through a struggle, because they shoot so well, even if they're down ten points in the early in the second half, I I have never I don't think that they'll ever be out of a game until it's really over. Um, so they scare me. They obviously have the best player in the nation on their team. Um so that's my number one. And I think I don't I didn't really have a definitive number one, but it was between Iowa and Illinois in oh, the God. beginning, obviously Illinois mm-hmm. scrubbing it up, but it is <laughs> what it is.
2: Yeah, so I had Wisconsin in the preseason. I'm way off them. I just <laughs> I bought into the experience, and they <laughs> turned it around at the end of last year, so I, I, yeah. I still think they'll be like competitive and tough, but yeah. I Michigan's my number one team right now, and I, I think they're yeah. going to win the Big Ten. Uh, you look at Ken Palm, they're, fourth and, they're fifth in Ken Palm, and they're ninth in offense and 11th in defense, where Iowa is... Iowa's actually third in Ken Palm, but they're first in offense and 69th in defense. Yeah, they're
0: not great defense. Um, I saw that during the Minnesota game I was watching. They, it was bad at the end.
2: Yeah, so... And Michigan... I don't know like what Jawan Howard and Kevin Warren like. I don't know how close of a relationship they have, but wow, did, is their schedule easy? Like it was it was pretty <laughs> it, it was pretty oh, easy. it was pretty easy Kevin. to start yeah. the year, and they only have to play Iowa once, and it's at home. They only have to play Illinois once, that is also at home. Yeah, um, the they'll, they'll <laughs> kind of relationship. Jawan uh, deserves it. Let's, it. Let's be honest. Uh, they get Rutgers once. You guessed it. At home, at home. <laughs> and, and they, they do have ten home and ten road games. I just want to clarify that. Right. But you guessed getting, it. They're, they're getting all these good <laughs> Big, teams at home.
1: Biggest thing. Oh, okay. So they were at Minnesota for the loss. Yeah,
2: and I mean, like I said, losing at Minnesota, and that's the, that's losing. Right. Like they. Um,
1: that's They they smacked
2: Minnesota at home too. No, I mean they played Northwestern twice. They got to play. They
1: even play Indiana at home.
2: Yeah, I think I think they play Indiana no, they don't play Indiana twice. But oh yeah, they, they do,
1: they do.
2: Um, no, yeah, they play Indiana twice, who so Indiana's not good. Yeah. They were supposed to get Penn State twice, but Penn State canceled all. Like they got all these bad teams yeah. twice. But aside from the easy schedule, I do think that's the best <laughs> the best team. Um their front court's really diverse. I'm a friend of Wagner Stan. If you follow me on Twitter, I love that guy. Um so you have him and Isaiah Livers and Hunter Dickinson in the front yeah. court. That's three really diverse players. I don't love their guards, but they can kind of make up for it and they can hit enough shots. And I think Jawan Howard's a really good coach. You know, right, people man. people thought he would come here after like being on the Miami Heat's bench and coaching a Spolstra, and they're like, oh, I don't know if he can coach against Greg Gard. Like,
0: yeah, exactly. He
2: could coach against Greg Gard. Hey. He was on Spolstra's <laughs> bench. So I think Michigan, they were my. I don't know why I had him in the preseason, but I think they're going to run away with this thing.
0: Yeah, it's. I. Oh. I, yeah, I. One, it's scary because they also have a great recruiting class coming in. Um, so Michigan will Michigan's be back Michigan's
1: so scary Michigan will
0: be back um, and number two basically the the big idea of Brandon's rant is what's up Kevin Warren we need some answers. what's up
1: Kevin wait what was our that one title of our podcast
0: he lied because he said, so he was Kevin like, there line. will absolutely be no Big Ten football this year. Yeah. And then, two and then later,
1: it was, two <laughs> a month later, they're like, He's like look, signed. the money's tight. The yeah. money's tight. We need this game. He said, my salary's about to get
2: cut. <laughs> Let's and, play these games. Yeah. And then he was like, hey, Juwan, slim me some cash. Yeah. and, Juwan. and I, Juwan's I,
1: like, yeah, I got enough. Here you go. I, I, can,
2: uh, <laughs> I can hook you up with the easiest schedule in Big Ten history.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I had Iowa and Illinois kind of both at the top yeah. to start. I think it's going to be Michigan solely. I do think they're really good. I mm-hmm. think they're very talented. But I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Just the end of their schedule is just super easy. I don't see The them. end, of the
2: beginning, and the middle. So, yeah, so you know, so you're <laughs> right. The, 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 the entire schedule was pretty easy. <laughs> the entire easy.
1: schedule was easy. Shout an out easy road in the, in the,
0: in the tournament and stuff. It'd yeah, like, shout like, out we'll
1: Kevin see. for that. Uh, you know what? Jawan Howard. If anybody deserves it, it's Jawan. It's Juwan. Um, I do love him. I can't.
2: I I, hope. I do have one question before we wrap up. It's the same thing I ended with last time, where I was like, how concerned are we about Illinois? Like, what's their ceiling? And because I think I, I think it's pretty clear. I've never been super high on this team. Yeah. yeah. Like, and this is actually this is worse than I expected. I I least expected them to beat Maryland at home. And once they lost to mm-hmm. Maryland at home, I'm like okay, they'll like rally back. So where are we at with this team? How far do you think this team can go in March, Brendan?
0: In March, okay. So let me let me start with the beginning of March, right? So the Big Ten is concluding its regular season. I think that their ceiling is third in the Big Ten mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. they are able to go on a the run. Their floor, let me look right now. I don't even want to talk about a floor right now, but um,
1: bottomless pit.
0: Right now, I think their floor could be like shoot seven or eight, but <laughs> if they if they you know continue to if lose, if they
1: just keep diving.
0: That, and then it depends what they do. I think that's still – Illinois is still going to be a team you don't want to face in the Big Ten tournament Yeah. Um, just because of the talent that they have. Um, but then when it comes to March, obviously we talked about it it, it. it all depends on their seating. It all depends on their path. But this could be a team that could lose in the first round. This could be a team, I think, mm-hmm. that could still go to the Final Four. You still believe um, that? I still. I mean, look, anything can happen. We saw Lolo okay. do it. Um, but – Anything can happen. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't believe they're gonna go to the final four, mm. but I'm not gonna say they can't. But at the same time, this is a team that could lose in the first round, like Arizona did a few years back.
1: I agree. I think ceiling is probably. I would have to agree. Like third in the Big Ten. Um, I do think Big Ten tournament time, they could maybe make a little bit of a run. Mm. And NCAA tournament, I just don't see it happening. As much as I do love this team, and I do think. When, like, they're hot, they're really good. Mm. And not many teams in the nation could stop them when they're all on. But we've seen that happen once or twice this year. Yeah. And I just, you would have to have perfect timing to string together a couple of those games. You know what I mean when it comes uh, March Madness time. So, obviously, anything could happen. They could get to the Final Four. Realistically, I think their ceiling right now is the eight. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I think that's like realistic, and that's like still kind of a bit of a stretch. And I'm going solely based off right now. Again, they could have this big turnaround. You know, that could have been a kick in the butt against Ohio State. We don't know right now, but as we speak, I think just based on what we've seen this whole season, just this inconsistent team, I would say at least eight. Yeah,
2: I think that this team, if you look at their resume, and like if you do like a blind resume. It wouldn't be very good. They, yeah. they haven't. Yeah. I guess their best win is Minnesota, but Minnesota hasn't won a road game. Or I guess at Duke, but Duke hasn't been great. And then they've lost five games that they were all, except for Baylor, I'd say the four of them, like, probably should have beaten Missouri. Um, yeah.
0: No, yeah, they, I think they should have won every game. Probably should have beaten
2: Rutgers. Like, they're kind of struggling yeah, yeah. in these games.
1: If anything, I would say the Rutgers lost. You know, but... Uh, yeah, and, and no. but
2: Rutgers, who's kind of fallen off a cliff, like he yeah. doesn't look like a good loss anymore, as Rutgers is kind of plateauing. That's true, like, yeah. So like, I, I'm pretty concerned about this team. I just don't think that they haven't shown anything through 14 games that makes me think they're very good. Like,
1: wow, that can be yeah. a national championship I, I, team. I don't see I, it. I just
2: don't see it right now. Like, I don't I think they're going to struggle the rest of the way just because they're inconsistent right now. That's who mm. they are. That's who, mm. like, they're not going to. I don't think Adam Miller is going to suddenly become as much like. We want him to like. I don't think he's just going to become a guy that's hitting four threes a game yeah. like Weis Camp on Iowa. I yeah. I think this team's kind of tapped at their potential, and it's like you need Io to really save you and bail you out in a lot of these games, which he will. They're going to win some games where you're like, "Wow, Io's the man." This is why he's all American, but yeah. I really I'd be pretty shocked if they even got to an Elite Eight at this point. Yeah. And be, because I think they're going to struggle in the rest of the Big Ten and have an OK seed and have to beat. They're going to have to beat a team that's better than them. And they haven't shown that yet, so I'm I'm pretty off this team right now, which stinks to say. And I, you know, if they go on a win streak like that, I'll obviously change my opinion. I, I'm a pretty fickle guy, you know. I I, I go with whatever's <laughs> the trend, but um, which I, which you know, it is what it is. But right now, I'm off. I'm off okay. the wagon.
1: Brandon's officially off. Off
0: the wagon. He, but you've never really been on the wagon. Yeah. you've been running a, like no, jogging yeah. by the side, yeah. just waiting to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, all right, that's fair though. That's yeah. fair. Um, Yeah, but Brandon, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Thank you for gracing us with your presence, basketball knowledge. I love it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's fun to be on, and uh, (laughs) I can't wait to be back. So
0: yeah, of course. Um, Well, that wraps it up. Obviously, check Illinois. They're playing um, a lot in these next two weeks, so to see if they go up or down. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Five Um, stars only. Five stars only. Keep
1: your four-star and under-reviews to yourself. (laughs) You can
0: DM me four stars and constructive criticism, but I only want to see highlights on the review page.
1: Yeah, five stars. Leave a comment about who your favorite is on the show. It's probably me. No, we did
0: a poll like this before.
1: No, we did a poll of who could win...
0: Oh, in like a basketball game. In like a, a game of like twenty one. Uh,
1: yeah, a game of four seconds. <laughs> I don't remember. Who and it I was, think so. it was me. No, it was Yes, 100%. it was. No, 100%. I promise. I won.
2: You probably had your whole family
1: vote. Yeah,
0: she was. She was DMing all her followers like, "Can you please vote for me in this poll?"
1: No. Um. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, exactly.
0: We posted on a story oh and my everything. God,
1: I have my sister. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, that'll do it for today's edition of the Daily on Sports Podcast.